You're listening to the Coaching Matrix Private Podcast. Okay, welcome to the mentality call. We were just chatting a little bit before I hit record and I was like, I need to start recording because what I was going to say is um, belief is cultivated, right? Like we don't just like have it or we don't, it's something that we develop. And so when I was like, so like I think and pray and ponder and like um, really think about what I want to teach you guys. And one of the things that like came to me, it was so random, was the Beatles. So the, the band, the Beatles. So I grew up listening to the Beatles. My dad like loved them. And when I was like thinking, so you guys know, I like learning about different kinds of entrepreneurs in different ind- industries. Cause I think it's really helpful. We get in our head when we're coaches because, or like when we do mindset work, because it's like, well, I should know this. And then we like somehow think it's different than other people. And it's not. And what I mean by that is we have to develop our self-concept over time. And so as I was studying, I had to take notes. <laughs> The Beatles, I like looked up their, their timeline. So I was like doing history and you're going to, you're going to see where I'm going in a second, but I thought it was fascinating. So did you know that they weren't even called the Beatles in 57, they started a band called the Quarrymen. I had no idea. And they did a, a song that I've never heard. And they were a band that didn't exist in the world stage, right? They were no one. They were this little garage band in 1960. So three years, they were called the Quarrymen. No one knew them. No one was buying their t-shirt or raving about them. And then they changed their name to the Silver Beatles. Still no one knew them, right? But they showed up and they were doing these little, like, I don't know, these little, you know, gigs in like little stages, right? And um, eventually in August of 1960, they changed their name to the Beatles and they started performing a little bit bigger. And then their manager met them at this like cavern club in 1961. Okay, so they started, so this is four years into into the development of their band. Every day, can you imagine the kind of self-talk they had to have to keep going? Um, In fact, I went to a concert by Imagine Dragons once and he got on stage and he was talking a little bit about the same thing, like how he wanted to quit so many times because, you know, when you have a big vision, but then you go into like a dive bar, you know what I mean? To perform, it can mess with your head, right? I know who I can be, but like, that's not who I am now. And so the kind of self-concept, the kind of belief they had to develop to keep showing up when things weren't working, right? We've talked about that mindset shift, right? It was working. It was the unfolding in history, right? Kind of history in the making. They didn't, it could have gone either way, right? And we do this to ourselves. It's such a mind game. It's like, am I history in the making? Or am I just failing and am I lying to myself? Or is this really going to work? And that's that's the shift we have to make. It's every every day, every moment we have the chance to like sell ourselves on I'm history in the making. And so anyway, to continue, like they released a recording called My Bonnie in 1962. And then in September of that year, they recorded Abbey Road, right? And so that's like, <laughs> that's a long time to just, be believing that they could, you know, they were visionaries. The type of music that they created, like they didn't know if it was going to catch on. They didn't know that they were going to be world renowned. Right. And then in 1963, the album, the Beatles was released. And then in 1970, let it be and Hey Jude, which is like arguably their most favorite songs. Right. So 1970, but all of that started in 1957. So 13 years they were developing their self-concept. 
And so many of us have these big visions. And even if it's not like you want to like change the world, even if it's just like, you know, a vision that feels really big to you right now, are you willing to hang on to it for years playing in your garage? You know, the equivalent of that for us on in online is like when no one's listening, no one's buying. Or, you know, if you start to get momentum, maybe it's like the not the like you're wanting a higher level client or you want to elevate your brand or whatever, there's this gap right? Between where you are and where you want to be. And so today we're going to be talking about thought errors, um, the ones that I see the most. And this is going to be like, you're going to see yourself in some of the scenarios because when I was thinking about the Beatles, (laughs) super random, I'm like, they had to overcome their own thought errors over and over and over again. A thought error would be like, it's not working, right? We're not we're not world famous. We don't have these number one hits. We might as well give up, right? That's a thought error because to get to the number one, they had to keep going on the path, literally. Um, and we do this. And so the first thought error we're going to talk about is all or nothing thinking. I first learned this at when I was working at um, that treatment center for teenage girls. And I saw this all the time, but their all or nothing, nothing thinking showed up a little differently. It was like, um, if I get, if my boyfriend breaks up with me, no one loves me right? All or nothing. So either like everyone loves me or no one does. Um, If my mom doesn't, you know, if my mom doesn't let me smoke weed, like I'm going to have a horrible life. Like that's how it showed up. It was like crazy, but we do this in our business, right? If I don't have a fully booked launch, I'm not cut out for this. If I don't get a painful client, like I don't know how to sell, right? Our mind is weird. If I have a low month, everything's falling apart. If someone critiques my post, like I'm not a good content creator, <laughs> right? And so the, what, how this starts to show up is like, if I can't do it perfectly, I might as well just not do it. And that that's a thought error, right? If I don't get fully booked, I might as well not sell my one-on-one at all. And I've seen this a lot. Like if I can't get all the clients I want, I don't really want to show up today and sell my one-on-one. Um, if I get one bad comment, my content is crap. Maybe you've had that thought. Um, If I launch a new product and someone tells me they don't like it, I've lost my touch as a creator, right? These are the kinds of thought errors that we get into. And so um, for me, like noticing my all or nothing thinking is like, if I can't create the perfect post, I might as well not post. And what's funny is, is we get in our head about so many different things. And you might notice that all or nothing shows up a little bit differently for you. Um, And the way, the way that I like to kind of overcome that is like the gray zone right and the gray zone is like okay if I wanted five and I got three I'm going to celebrate the three kind of living if you guys remember we talked about the gap in the gain the book living in the gain instead of looking at the gap right and getting out of that perfectionism because that's how we build like if you think about the Beatles (laughs) when they went to perform at the biggest stage they've ever performed at which maybe was 50 people the first time they had to celebrate that. And so that's gonna look differently for you. Like um, maybe it's getting that first person in a program. Maybe it's getting that first person at that new price. Maybe it's believing through the launch, Colette, right? Like it's like, it, we have to change our definition of what's good and live in the gain until we start racking up the results and building that momentum. Um, something that we talked about in Quantum Play was that idea of like the train leaving the station, right? Once we've left the station, it doesn't like maybe you're not going 60 miles per hour, but you're going 20 miles per hour. The only way to get to 60 miles per hour is to keep fueling the fire, right? You can't stop. 
And so celebrating the gray zone where things aren't maybe where you want them, but you are getting results is literally how you keep creating the results. You have to fuel it. You have to celebrate it. You have to acknowledge it. Instead of always looking at where you're falling short, your brain's so good at that. You don't need to try usually. Um, what you do need is to try to celebrate the things that are going well and then be mindful of the gap, right? Like you're always going to have a place you want to go and you can use the inner critic as a way to inform you, as a way to extract the intelligence of like maybe what tweaks you need to make, what, what new things you can introduce um, to bridge that gap in the spirit of abundance and love and sufficiency instead of I suck, <laughs> right? The next start, thought error that I think is really speaks to what my work on the, the be do have model is the thought error of I will be blank. And this is a sneaky one. Like I will be successful when I have a 100K business or whatever. I will be at peace when I pay off my debt. I will be happy when my Instagram hits 10K followers. I don't even know, but we all have our own version of this where we, we suspend our, our being, the being that we want to be, the characteristics, the feelings, the emotions that we want, we suspend it in the future but we know that the only way we can access that is in the now. And so that's like a thought error. If you think you're going to be happier, if you think you're going to feel successful in the future, if you think you're going to have time for your kids once your business takes off, if you think you're going to blank, insert whatever your version of that is, that's a thought error. And so one of the things that um, we've talked about with the Be Do Have model is taking all those things you think you're going to experience in the future and bringing them into your present moment. That imagination as if it's happening now, how would you feel? Um, one of the one of my clients introduced this idea of like kind of like acting. I don't want it's kind of like fake it till you make it, but it's really seeing that you have access to that level of being now. So if you wake up and you imagine yourself, you know, if you let's say you're trying to hit 100k for the first time in your business, how would she wake up in the morning? How would she journal? How would she talk about her business? Right, really accessing that now. That's how we overcome that thought error. And it's practice, right? You don't just do it once and like, got it. It's like something that you cultivate and practice. And then when you realize you're out of alignment with that, you simply bring it back into your current awareness as often as you can. The next thought error that I was um, contemplating was like that it's not working or it hasn't worked. And this is, um, it's tricky because sometimes it really isn't working, right? Like sometimes we're looking at our results and we're really not getting the results that we want. And so this isn't like magical, positive thinking I, I, I enjoy thinking positively, but I don't think we have to like mm, lie to ourselves. I think adding that it's not, hasn't worked yet is a really, really powerful tool. Um, cause this is where we get in our heads, right? If we're like trying to evaluate, is it working? Do I need to change my strategy? Do I need to, you know, master TikTok? Do I need to change my pricing? Am, is my strategy messed up? Or is it just my belief? Like we can get in our head about all of this stuff if we have the belief that it's not working. But when we when we put on the thought, it hasn't worked yet, but it is working. What could I like? What what can I evaluate? What is working? What's not? What can be improved? Takes on a different meaning because you're doing it from that place of like it is working. The game, right? It is working. What can I improve? What can I add? What can I introduce? What can I try? It's a different energy of like, it's not working. I need to change my whole game plan, right? It's, we're taking steps in total sufficiency and trust, which feels different to our audience 
and to ourselves and to our nervous system. And it's way more sustainable. And then the last thought error that I, um, that I think plagues a lot of newbies. If you've been in the game for a little bit, you're probably not experiencing this as much, but if you feel like maybe you're newer to the game or you've recently introduced a new idea into your business and you offer a new price point, um, this can feel like it is like waiting to be perfect before you start. And that looks like endlessly learning things, but never like risking something. Part, part of our work as entrepreneurs is to risk, right? Like that is how growth happens. And when I think of like evolution, right? Like the caveman in the cave had to risk going outside of the cave to create fire, to garden or harvest or gather nuts, right? To experience a new way of living, there had to be an element of risk. And our business is the same. Growth means risk because it means that you're doing something you've never done before. And so, and that's a good thing. We want that. Um, or else you're just going to keep, and maybe you want some element of that predictability, but for the most part, most people want to grow. They want to improve. They want to work with better clients, make more money, serve more people. There's that element of more. And I think in that there's this like flip side, which is, am I ready? Is it okay if I do this, that risk? And I think the more comfortable you can get with the right kind of risk where it feels manageable, you can monitor and manage your brain and your nervous system. And it feels expansive, maybe a little uh, like butterflies, but not like unsafe. That's, that's the beautiful, uh, to me, like the golden zone of entrepreneurship where you're stretching, but it's sustainable. You're growing, but it's not like you have to re have like these periods of like deep recovery where you're like hiding and resting because you're so burned out, right? It's a sustainable step forward over and over again in the growth zone, okay? So I shared four different thought errors. All of us have elements of this, right? We wouldn't want coaching if we didn't have thought errors. Humans have thought errors because thought errors at some point served us, right? It was a protection mechanism. And so a lot of this to me, like a lot of you guys are probably really good students. And to me, being a good student has elements of being a good entrepreneur. And then sometimes it's like the opposite, right? Um, like trying to get an A is like the teacher tells you what to know, you study what they tell you, and then you study the right answers and then you give them the right answers. And entrepreneurship, that's not how business works, right? Like I can't just give you the right answers. No coach can. It's more of a trial and error. Actually, failure is encouraged, right? Because that's where you get to learn. And so as you challenge your all or nothing thinking or postponing the things that you want to be, um, some of the other ones we talked about is like, it's working now. Um, it hasn't worked yet, but it is working. Those kinds of things, like that's like a daily monitoring. You're just watching your thoughts, observing, seeing where you can improve, seeing where you can see the bigger picture. One of the other things that we talked about in quantum play was like the sequence that's unfolding. Instead of saying you failed, it, you look at it a little differently. You expand your vision. Um, and if you haven't experienced some of these, I'm going to kind of stretch you guys. If you haven't been having these thought errors, you might have not been thinking big enough. That, that's something that I think um, comes up, especially if you've been in the game and you've had some success. And, but like you still have that desire to grow, but you're not experiencing thought errors. You might be in one of those places where you're actually not stretching big enough. You're not playing a big enough game to meet your desires for growth. And this is one of those things. It's not for everyone. So if that doesn't resonate with you, toss it, feel free to toss it. But, oh my gosh, I'm so called out by this. <laughs> um, 
I think if you are a visionary and you have that desire for more, but you're not also watching your brain do brain things, you're living in a really comfortable zone and that's okay. But in the comfortable zone, you're not going to be able to break free into that new level of income or new level of impact that I think a lot of entrepreneurs want. And so this is where it's like give and take, right? Because we want the sustainability. It feels really good to feel comfortable. It feels good. I think our human needs it. And then there's this element of like, okay, but I want this new level in my business. And so that's when I think thinking big, but you're staying in your comfort zone, it'll always just be in the future instead of you actually bridging the gap. So I'm, I hope that you can come on, Rebecca, after I'm done with this little spiel, because I'd love to hear what, what's going on with you. But I think um, it's kind of like that ebb and flow idea, right? We go in ebbs and flows of our growth. When we get so comfortable that we stop taking risks or we stop um, pushing outside of our comfort zone, we might be creating results, but we still have that big vision and there's this, this gap, this incongruency. We stop having thought errors because what we're doing is predictable. And that's fine. Like, like, I think that's totally fine if that's where you want to stay. But if you do want more, there's this element of like, I need to, I need to tiptoe out even beyond. This used to feel like a stretch. Now it feels comfortable. I have this big vision. I want to bridge this gap. I need to stretch myself. So Rebecca, can you come on? Are you in a place? Okay. Yes. Cool. Okay. Tell me what's going on. Oh my gosh. I'm like, you're going through the thought errors. And I'm like, yeah, I used to have that. Like, I haven't really thought that way anymore, man. I'm doing so great. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't have any big vision. I feel like I've just, and I'm so grateful, but I kind of have been in this place where I'm like, kind of just plowing along yeah. and it's good. And like, I took a break cause I had a baby and literally yesterday I was like, I am ready to do more. Like I'm ready for the next level. I don't know what that means. I, the thing that's coming to mind is like, I don't know how to think bigger, but do you, like, want, I don't, you want to, yes. Okay. Okay. See that that's like an important foundation, right? If you are good and you, this is what you want. There's no reason to keep putting yourself in like the fire. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you want more, there's going to just be an incongruence. You know what I mean? Have you been feeling that? Yes. I, when, it's not that I'm like so content with where I am. It's kind of like I've settled here and I'm like, well, maybe this is like as good as I can do. Like maybe this is as good as it gets. But even as I say that, like that makes me want to cry because I'm like, there's a part of me that knows that's not true. Yeah. And I don't want it to be true. And I have this idea that like, I don't know that my business really can be bigger than me, but I am so scared of that. And I think I'm really resistant because especially in the design world where I am, there's a very specific path to growing your business. Like if you want to scale, you hire a junior designer and you stop doing yeah. the design stuff. Yeah. And I just, I don't like that. I can't do that. Yeah. Um, a little bit of control maybe. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that, um, I think about a lot is like the difference between a technician and a business owner, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that overlaps, right? Like right now, technically I'm the technician, right? I could hire someone to do this call for me. Um, right. Them, um, and maybe one day I will, maybe one day you'll hire a junior designer or whatever. There's other ways to scale too. 
I know yeah. that you're playing with those ideas, like brand in a day, you could do a course, like there's some, there's some play, but it's like separating out the entrepreneur, the visionary mm-hmm. the person who does the work. And mm-hmm. for most of us, we start as both, right? We're the entrepreneur and visionary and the person who does the coaching or the designing or, you know, whatever. And then as you grow, what you notice is like, there's different roles. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's no right or wrong. It's like, do you want to play a different role in your business? Yeah. You, like, what's your, like, do you want to? I, I don't, I like doing it all. Yeah. But I also think that there's a thought error in there that like people will only be happy with hiring me if it's me doing everything. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be true. Yeah. So it's interesting because like I, I think there's ways that you can grow without you handing off your work. Yeah. I think you've done elements of that, like raising your prices. Mm-hmm. You're doing, you're introducing different offers, like leveraged offers. Mm-hmm. What's like your, what's like the thing you're afraid to say out loud? Like what's the, what's the vision that you have? Well, there's two things. One is that my leveraged offers are a flop. And I mean, as a lead magnet for my private, like my one-on-one stuff, they're great. Yeah. But nobody actually wants to DIY their brand. They just want me to do it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm just afraid of that. I'm afraid that the only way for me to like ever take a break from my business and still make money is by having employees. And maybe I'm just scared of that. Like, I don't think that I'm capable of having employees, but for some reason, I'm like very resistant to that idea of hiring help. It's always a flip side. So to where there's fear, there's like, in my experience, there's also like an element of desire. So can we like have that kind of, like, I know you're afraid, but is there any part of you that like, loves the idea of paying someone, loves the idea of work being done and you're on vacation, loves the idea of sending someone a paycheck and making more money. I, yeah, I love that aspect of it. Like, I love the idea of paying somebody else of kind of like giving somebody the job that I wish I had, Yeah. you know, like when I was first starting out, um, I think I'm scared of the responsibility, but it also just like, I'm like, how, like, I would have to be so legit to hire somebody else. And that just seems so cool, but also so scary. Yeah. So this is like that thought, you do have a thought error here. It's like, I have to be perfect. And before I can start hiring someone, what if you started just with a VA? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be like, okay, I'm hiring for someone for a hundred K a year. (laughs) I'm giving you your dream job, you know? Yes. Way smaller. What would that look like? Yeah, I think, I think that would feel a lot better. Like even just, and maybe it's just like, I'm not quite ready to give up the design stuff, but I could totally hire like a social media person or yeah, like a virtual assistant of some kind, or I've even thought like, I would just love somebody to help me manage my emails, you know? Um, and not having this pressure of like, oh, and I have to provide health insurance and benefits. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even have that for myself. Right. Yeah. So that's, that is a very classic example of all or nothing thinking. Yeah. Cause like, I think for me, it's like when I step out of my comfort zone, I don't have to step so far out that I'm like triggered and throwing up and stressed all the time. Yes. That, that that's not what we're talking about. It's like, 
what would like a baby step out of your, your comfort zone into the growth zone feel like it's like the equivalent of the Beatles, like, okay, like we're going to have a concert at a public setting instead of playing in our garage. Yes. Yes. I mean, go and rent a stadium, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I, I reached out to somebody when I was taking maternity leave because I had something that like had to be completed that I couldn't do. And it went great. I mean, I just paid them like, Hey, don't work more than 10 hours. Let me know how much time it took or whatever. And it worked so wonderfully. As you were saying that I'm like, I have a really obvious solution. Like I have this person that I reached out to before really well together. And it was not hard. You know, I'm like, okay, there's a possibility there that feels exciting to me. Yeah. So I'm going to give you an example of one of my clients. So she, like I have, I've hired mostly like contractors. I don't have like an employee that comes out of my paycheck, but she does because she runs an agency. So it was interesting talking to her because it started with hiring a contractor. Then she mm-hmm. had interns. Yeah. And so like, it was like a little bit different. So it was like, yes, on the payroll, but like not intense. They could come and go yeah. in college. And now she just hired her first employee. And so it came in phases, you know, but she had to take that first step out and hire the contractor. You've already taken, hopefully you can see the thread, right? You've already taken a step by asking her to help you. What's the, right. what's the next one? Yeah. It's like, actually it's it's taking on a project that I couldn't complete without help what is that project um I mean it's just it's not saying no like I usually say no to a few projects at this time of year because it's like I only have limited time like I have three right now that I'm like if they all want to work with me I have to say no or like postpone one of them but it would be just because we just you just asked me this these questions for my branding you know like yeah. what if you had someone else do that call and then they report it back to you? Yeah. What does that, what does that bring up in you? Well, it's funny because I was just thinking like, I suppose I could have somebody else put together the document after the call, but I'm like, no, that's like really what I'm good at is like synthesizing the information. Yeah. So, so that is information for you. Yeah. There's lots of ways to play you know? Yeah. Um, do you follow the social society? Uh-uh. You would like them. They're, they're like a luxury branding group. So there's like the head okay. person, but like they bring, they fly the person out. They do a branding shoot. They do all their branding in a day. Sound familiar? Okay. <laughs> and then that. they like execute, right? The team. <laughs> and so yeah. there is, but like, it's, it's expensive. It's a high ticket yeah. offer but they, she still has her hands in the design. That's why I like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be one of those coaches. This is something that I you know I'm pretty clear on, but like, I don't want to hire a coach under me at this point, maybe for like one-on-one calls or something, but like, as far right. as my program, I want to lead it. That, that sounds good to me. And yeah. so it's like playing with like expansion, but like what still sounds fun to me, what do I like <laughs> to do? Um, Cause I don't, I don't know. Like there's no like right or wrong here it's like what you're finding your way you know yes but there's places you go to still yeah I actually really like that idea and I feel like maybe I just need to do some journaling like here's my process here are all the different ways that I could put other people in these pieces yeah and I think the other thing that um you're a visionary so don't necessarily look outside don't look at what's being done Cause like mm-hmm. if I look at what's being done, like if I look at like 
Stacey Bayman or Samantha Siffring or Kristen Boss, like the way that they do it is awesome. And, and a lot of people are going to resonate. It didn't necessarily resonate with me. So I yeah. had to think through what in my ideal world, I'm still taking one-on-one clients. I love one-on-ones. So I do. Mm-hmm. I want to be teaching. And mm-hmm. so I do like, and so, and I check myself, right. Is that because I'm afraid or is that because of what, like I want, you know? And so right. I think journaling is like, but do it with a clean slate. Don't look at what's being done necessarily for inspiration, for maybe a model that you could follow ideas that spark your ideas, but mm-hmm. you, you might birth something that's never been done for, by a designer before. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's kind of fun to play with. Yeah. I love that. I feel I've been telling myself that I'm just too afraid of it. I just don't want it for so long that I actually feel like I'm having a little bit of a mind blown. Like I actually do want this. Yeah. Like really bad. Yeah. That's like, I was um, talking to a friend. It was like, we can be honest with ourselves. Sometimes it's like, I actually don't really want that. But then I think another layer of that is like, I actually do like when I was like, I do want a seven figure business. What does that mean? Yeah. Like, okay. Like that means I'm going to start taking steps and you know, yeah, my honest truth. (laughs) Some people it's like, I actually don't like, I actually just want, like, I have a friend who completely left her business. She's like, I don't even want a business. I just want to be a mom. That was her honest truth. And it like felt good in her soul to leave her business. Uh Anyway, like there's, there's so many answers, but you have to spend the time to be honest about what you want. And if you know it's growth, Uh that can look. Yeah for sure and a little scary but fun yeah I was gonna say I feel a little tingly yeah that's good when's the last time you felt tingly about your business been a very long time so then we're back in the game of Mm -hmm. like growth and the visionary piece which is Mm -hmm. thank you well let me know what you find in your brain I will will. (laughs) thanks Rebecca yeah um does anyone else feel like sparked by that conversation and want wants to get coached I brought on I still have a little bit more stuff that I wanted to talk about but I'm good like I felt like um that was enhancing what I was talking about with the maybe you haven't felt the growth zone in a while because that's a thought error too right like we're like I'm good I'm good, but actually I have this like festering thing that I want to create and I'm not going to look there because actually it's going to require me to challenge everything that I believe about myself and my capability as a CEO owner, <laughs> right? That's, that's a thought error as well. And so part of, um, I'm just going to keep going. If you guys have questions, go ahead and put it in the chat as well. Um, but like we talked about, like we have to spend time actually looking at our, our desires, not just where we're getting stuck, I think that that's our tendency, especially as coaches and people who like doing the inner work is like, we love to go and look at our thoughts and stuff. But I think even a layer beyond like behind that is what we want and, and being in touch and like, honestly, just spending time asking ourselves what we want um, is a really powerful way to uncover what we, I just coached Rebecca on, which is like, are you acting in alignment with your deepest desires? Because what, one of the things that I think a lot of us have a fear on is building something we actually didn't want. And I've seen, I've seen that happen um, where they just kind of follow suit and then they're like, I want to bring this whole thing down because this is what I wanted. And I think in some ways we can't avoid 
making mistakes, right? Like part of our work is to take action and to reevaluate. And there's going to be this element of pivoting. If you got my newsletter, I talked about pivoting. I'm always pivoting because I'm still learning and I'm still taking action. And I think, think even the people who are like making tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, they're still pivoting in different ways, right? I don't think that ends. Like even really established companies like Apple, like they're pivoting and they're, they're improving. There's this, this element of like evolution. And I think that that's a better way to look at it is like, you're gonna evolve, you're gonna grow because you're a human being living your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and like the Zen people teach, like we want to be like water, not like ice, right? We want to move, we want to flow. And so as you would like think through these, these thought areas that you might have, I want you to do it with an element of like, I'm evolving, I'm growing. It's not like I've done something wrong. It's just, is there more to this story? Is there more for me to claim? Is there more for me to understand about myself? Um, and so this isn't always just about like, oh, I'm thinking the wrong thought or I have a bad belief. It's, am I acting with my highest desires in mind? Even if there's fear there, do I really want, like what Rebecca just got coached on, like, is there something that I do want? And this is something that I think entrepreneurs naturally, like, this is why we start a business, right? We have this desire in our heart to do this. And that's where we get started. Something is born, this vision. And then we start taking action. And sometimes if we're not careful, we forget to do that same process again of like, what do I really want? Because that that feeling of expansion unlocks a lot of creative energy, a creative force in us. And so if you've been feeling stagnant, I would ask you to do a very similar process of like, what do I want? And get excited again about the vision. If you've been feeling stuck in your content, if you've been feeling stuck in your offers, that's a really powerful exercise. Now, if you're in, like, this is kind of like a split conversation. If you're in flow, if you're doing things well, if things are working and you just ha like had the seed, like, okay, this is what I want and I'm taking action. That's when you start looking for the thought errors, right? Where you're like, okay, all or nothing. Um, I, I'll, it'll be better when I will be blank when I'll feel at peace when this launch is over. I'll feel at peace when I get a painful client. I'll be at peace when someone buys and validates my offer instead of being at peace now, right? Like, that's where I think the, the game begins. And so like anything, apply this to your own circumstance in your business. This is a seasonal ebb and flow um, game, right? It's not constant growth. I don't, think it, I don't think that's what this is about either. I think there's seasons of growth and then maybe reflection, seasons of massive actions and seasons of rest. Both are required for the sustainability, right? Um, and so when you are evaluating your own thought errors and where it shows up, have grace. This isn't about being the best or being perfect. This is about building self-awareness <laughs> um, and learning how to think better so that you can create success sustainably. It's also about being comfortable with your desires and having a great relationship with yourself so you know what needs to be done in this season of your business. Okay. So with that, I'm going to open it up for the rest of you guys. Um, if you just want to come on for a hot seat. And we can, we can chat about what's coming up for you or you can clarify or whatever. Just want to help you guys. Okay, I'll go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't really feel like I need coaching. Yeah. But I do want to talk 
mm-hmm. you know, or like share something just so that um, I want to like stay in the space I'm in. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, so I, thought, I, thought, I thought if I check in with you. Yeah. I would call this like calibration, which is good. I love that. Yeah, that's that's what I am looking for today. And if if you see something that you're like, hey, I better coach on that, then please do. Okay. <laughs> like, there's just nothing that I'm like, oh man, I'm really struggling yeah. with this thing or or this is getting in my way. But you did when you talked about um celebrating. Um, I feel like I I live in the gain fairly well, you know, and not the gap. But the interesting thing is this, this idea of celebrating something before it's over has, is a new idea for me. Not that I'm, that I think I can't, it's almost like I don't think of it. Does that make sense? And so that's high achievement, right? Like you see something that can be improved or a result that you haven't created yet. So you're looking at like, I'm, I'm taking action towards it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I, I like the idea though of more so, and I think I do this better with other people than maybe even noticing it with myself, but you know, you offered, okay, I'm believing through the 12th hour. Like that can be something I can celebrate. And, and I wrote down, um, I'm totally prepared for this launch and the greater number of clients I'll have. Like I can celebrate that I am ready. Yeah. No matter what happens over the next two weeks. Right. Does that make sense? And so that's something that's what she means. Like, don't you feel in a way like you're complete? The, the action still has, you have to still have to execute, but energetically, like it's done. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do anything else. Yeah. And so I guess you're right. I, I didn't really consider it that way because it seems like it's done energy in my head was more um, like you get the people. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> so I'm glad that you're, that you're bringing this up. So let's talk about that just a little bit more because that's kind of like, wait, I thought, I don't know. I, I guess I'm realizing. Yeah. Myself. So it's kind of like the inevitability, like, mm-hmm. can we celebrate that you've done so much inner work that you've gotten to the place where you believe it's happening yeah some people never get there I mean mostly like I think yeah it's still possible that it might not but that's not where you're living no and and I know eventually it will for sure like like 100% I feel that yeah but still this you know, like the goal for this time, like, do, am I living that it's in or thinking that it's inevitable? I'm not sure if I'm quite there. Well, it's that because it's so fresh, like that's yet to be seen. Okay. But you know, it's going to happen and you're, you're acting as if it's this launch. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only way you're going to know for sure is after the launch. That's, that's when you get to check your belief with your results, right? Yes. Yes. And so there's going to be things that maybe you don't know, you don't know yet. And the only way you can find those things out is by launching the best of your ability. And that's where the game starts, right? Like really this launch is not the end, it's the beginning. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't wanna just have one sold out launch, you wanna have lots of sold out launches. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the ultimate vision. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's, you know, that's a time piece and that's okay. okay. I think who you're being is a very powerful entrepreneur right now. I feel it. I mean, like there sincerely is like nothing. 
that I am going to do except get on this call. Yeah. Like that was, that was the only thing when I was thinking about it yesterday and whatever, like, okay, it's starting tomorrow. What, like what needs to be done? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like it wasn't even a hard decision, you yeah. know? It's so like, no, I want you to know, call. now it, like the other thing that I think will be helpful for you is deconstruct. This is like next level coaching stuff, like deconstruct how you're doing what you're doing. So you can teach your clients. Mm-hmm. how did you get to this place where you are so believing that it's like, you're just like, now it's just, I'm going to do what I said I was going to do because your clients are going to have their own version of this. And they're going to want to get to where you are in your belief. Mm-hmm. You, did you Can you teach it? Yeah, like I, I actually, like people have asked me, how are you doing it? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I did this, I did this and I did this. Yeah. Like, I don't think everybody has to do those things no. that I picked. No. Yeah. You know, but like, I, I am consciously pursuing belief. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't wait for it to strike you like lightning. No. <laughs> mm. Like I, I'm consciously pursuing belief and I'm consciously pursuing like the action to take, to create like the physical launch. Yeah. Right. Like I, I've done both of those things. Yeah. And so I think that one, that is celebration. Yeah. That's a form of celebration to me is like anchoring in the things that I did well and acknowledging it. Um, Mm -hmm. because sometimes we have a, like, if you're not careful, right. It sounds like you're very conscious, but if we're not careful, sometimes we can turn that into, um, the the gap, right. We can make it like, I still have to work on this. I I'm missing this or whatever, instead of like really acknowledging all the work that you've done to get to this point where you, I can feel like your calm energy, like you're in the middle, you opened launch day today. I've had launches that felt way crazy. Like I was not in this energy. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Like, I was like in that frantic, like I need to do something. Or is it, I know what to do. I'm just executing the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that for sure. So, okay. Do you have okay. a, one of the things that I'm going to ask is, do you have a plan on yeah. when you are done with your launch? Like, are you, do you have like a celebration planned? <laughs> I'm not great at the celebrating, but, um, I had to kind of learn how to do that. Not be- really, not because I'm beating myself up. It, it yeah. isn't that at all. It's just like, Oh wait, what I'm supposed to celebrate. You know, it, I like want I to offer you. It. yeah, I want, because like, to me, it's like a memory that I want. Like, I'll never forget the pro coach launch. Some of you guys are like a part of it. Um, I like my little plan was just like, I had Colston delivered to my house and I parted with my girls. Like we just ate ice cream and played music and it's a memory I'll always get to keep. And it's also because of the pro coach launch. Like it wasn't just a day in the life. It was me celebrating my work and my business with my family. And they might not remember it. They might, they might not, but I will remember it. Mm-hmm. And so it might be something that you and your son do. Mm-hmm. It might be something that like, cause do you celebrate him? I bet you do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you celebrate you with him? Um, I think so. Yeah. Like he, he knows my goals. Like he's 13, you know, but he knows my goals and, and stuff like that. And he'll ask me sometimes like, mom, cause I'll be like, guess what I did? And he's like, you made $300,000. And I was like, not yet. <laughs> you know? like, I believe it so much. It feels like I did. <laughs> like he thinks that it's like happened in over the last two weeks or whatever, you know? And, and so I, I feel like I do a pretty good job of that, but, but the idea of celebrating the launch, no matter the result, 
I think is really powerful. Yeah. I think especially like um, for people who are going to listen to this either live or on the replay who are working up to that kind of magnitude of a launch that you are talking about, Mm -hmm. it can feel really scary. You've worked with clients. You've had some big days, I know, and some big paydays and stuff. So this is becoming your norm. I think it's really powerful to plan ahead of time how you're going to celebrate so that you can reward the effort that will one day create the result that you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Maybe the strategy comes, maybe, you know, there's going to be tweaks that you make or whatever, but you know, one day this, these efforts, this planning, this belief work, this coachability, all the stuff that you've been doing is going to be what creates the result. You want to reward that so that you enjoy the journey just as much as the result. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's really powerful. I mean, even when my last coach, when she was like, you need to decide what you're going to celebrate. And like, do you want to buy a purse? And I was like, no, I don't want to buy a purse. Like, I don't care about that. And so what I came up with actually was one of my wants is that um, I just want to be able to give money whenever I want to. Like That's one of my wants is to just give money. And I realized, well, I actually can right now give money whenever I want to. But, um, what we decided, what I decided is, um, I got myself like a bunch of $50 bills and I told my son, you know, like, okay, when I get a new client or whatever, let's give one of these away. That's so cool. Like, let's, let's figure out who is like, just unexpectedly, who is the one and I stash them in different places. And then to me, that's a reward, you know, of, like, oh my gosh, look, I'm just giving away a $50 bill. Yeah, that's so cool. You know, to the guy that took our bags to the hotel room or or whatever. And so anyway, I that's kind of the rewards I like to give yes. myself. And and so, but this can fit exactly in that. Yep. You know, where no matter, no matter what the result is, the effort is worth celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you did the work to know what celebration means to you. Mm -hmm. I think that the word celebration, like some people immediately think of, you know, what, how people celebrate publicly. Like one of my coaches does like balloons and champagne. And like, I'm like, that's not me. Mm -hmm. I want to have like ice cream in my kitchen (laughs) or like uh, me similarly, like tipping like the waitress is like a hundred percent. Like that's so fun when we go out, you know, or whatever, like, the feeling of gratitude, I think in quantum play, actually, I think I have it. Yep. Celebration is actually aligned with gratitude. And so like to you, that's giving money away. And some people be like, that's crazy. I want to go buy a purse, but that doesn't resonate with you. So it has to resonate with you. Yeah. Maybe okay, I like celebration this. is just like, you're just developing your own relationship with that. That could be something totally yeah. different. Yeah. So thanks for the reminder to celebrate the effort and like to be more conscious of that because again I, I kind of forgot I forgot not in like oh my gosh I have to just get the result that's the only time I'm going to celebrate it's more like oh yeah you're right this is worth celebrating you know and I just kind of forgot about that and so I actually really appreciate that and being in that space of celebrating right now before the launch is even over I think is super helpful yeah and I think if the word celebrate gets you it's like gratitude yeah. yeah. For the clients, for the work that you've done, and then you're moving forward. Yeah, I can see that. That That's helpful. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Keep me posted on how it goes. Mm-hmm. All 
All right, anyone else want the hot seat or to ask a question? Cool, then I'll, I will just wrap up. When, when I think of the word mentality, mindset, all this stuff, like I think one of the, the words that Colette said even in her coaching was like conscious of. I don't think it's always like having the right thoughts necessarily. It's like being conscious of your thoughts so that you can bring it back and choose intentionally how you want this to play out. Um, I'm sure like people who succeed big, it's not that they never had dark moments, right? Or question questions or doubts. It's that they became conscious of them and said, is this true? And they questioned them enough to choose something different. So like the one that I see the most is that all or nothing thinking, right? And when we can question it, there becomes like a space for an alternative experience, you know, a space to believe something different. Like what if it was true that it was working out? Or what if it was true that this moment, even though maybe it was a result that I didn't want or something, it led to the lesson that's going to make it inevitable that you know, whatever you're working towards, fully booked, 100K, 300K, whatever, became inevitable. I got the lesson or the result. Both are perfect. Both are moving me along the way. How do I want to remember this in hindsight? Do I want to remember being stressed out of my mind? Or do I want to, like, this is one of the reasons why I choose celebration is because I want to remember this time in my life as fun and free and exciting, not as like, yeah, I was always stressed at my computer, working my life away, trying to build this. Like, that's not how I want to remember it. And so I think that to me, that's why questioning my thoughts and choosing celebration is why I do this work. And so my, that was my hope for you guys is to question your thoughts. Kind of like how Byron Katie Hughes is like, I didn't try to change my thoughts. I started questioning them and then they let go of me. That's how we can let go of the doubts and more fully embrace the thoughts that are in alignment with what we want. Um, to me, that that changed the game. It didn't only just create the results and produce the results that I wanted, it changed my experience and my quality of life along the way. And that's that's the beautiful part of coaching and, and thought work for me. So if there's no other final thoughts, I will let you go for today. Next week is our alignment call. And I'm excited. School's getting back. Our routines are gonna, I think more people told me that they're gonna come back when school starts because people are on vacation. So I will see you guys next week and we'll do our alignment call. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Coaching Matrix private podcast. I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being a member. Thank you for being here. I hope you found today's episode helpful for your life and for your business. And I want you to know that I am cheering you on and I will see you in another episode. Bye.